What's up everyone, and welcome to the 90s First Show, where we talk about 90s media and the things that we love. Join Joe, Justin, and myself Mike, as well as the occasional special guest, as we talk about the movies and shows that we love the most. If you would like to support us, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. Now, enjoy the show. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the 90s First Show, where we watch the content that we just can't stop watching. My name is Mike, and I'm uh, with my co-host, Justin. How you doing, Justin? I'm doing great. I'm ready for this. I have been uh, catching up on all the Matrixes, uh, not to uh, give away the title that we're going to be reviewing today, but (laughs) I am excited to talk about the new one for sure. All right, and as Justin alluded to today, you are listening slash watching the review of Matrix Resurrections from the 90s first. So um, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for listening. So since I got your ears right now, please leave a review. We would really appreciate it. It helps us all in the algorithms. Uh, So if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. As well as if you're on Spotify, they have now a star rating system. So you can leave a five-star review or whatever star you feel necessary for the show. We would greatly appreciate that. Um, It really, really will help us out. I promise you. As well as if you're watching here on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We're on the road to 100 subscribers we need that custom link um and honestly we just want our youtube to grow um we're not we're not like trying to be youtubers or anything like that we're podcasters at heart but still want to see uh the youtube grow as well so please like the episode subscribe if you're new around here and uh we'll look forward to seeing you around so um final housekeeping news here we did have Two episodes of Test Your Might this week. Um, mm-hmm. Test Your Might, if you're listening and you're brand new to the 90s first, that is our uh, weekly video game debate show. Um, this week we had a regular debate episode um, of Test Your Might 59, and so go check that out. Um, as well as we had a special episode talking about our uh, reaction to activision blizzard being bought by xbox so doug i'm you, that's you, a thing? you missed being on that one right <laughs> yeah that, that's a thing I, I thought that was just a rumor that some some podcaster said a while back i didn't i didn't know that that was actually a thing i just thought he was yeah 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 it's it's, it's all <laughs> it's all up in the air right now <laughs> so um anyway uh yeah go check that out as well as obviously leap go check out our matrix review we recently did a uh, review of the original matrix um spoiler alert both of us me and justin here thought it was a perfect movie um that it is a perfect movie so go check out our thoughts on that i'll have it linked down in the show notes as well as i'm gonna try this new you know the card stuff for youtube so if you're watching us on youtube you should see a card up at the top um Mm -hmm. linking to the episode but Let's get into it here today, ladies and gentlemen, and all of you. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, we are going to be reviewing the newest movie uh, in the Matrix series, Matrix Resurrections, um, and it stars Keanu Reeves as Thomas Anderson, Neo, Carrie Ann Moss as Tiffany slash Trinity, uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen II as Morpheus, um, who, by the way, he's he's one of my favorite um actors right now he's so good um jessica henwick as bugs um jonathan groff as smith 
and Neil Patrick Harris as the therapist. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the therapist right now because we're not in spoiler territory just yet. So yeah, um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, and then uh, Jada Jada Pinkett Smith comes back as Niobe. Um, uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas comes back as Sati. Um, she was in Matrix Revolutions as a kid, so it's really cool that she they brought her back for her role in this, and then. Yeah, this movie was directed by Lana Wachowski and written by her, David Mitchell and Alexander Herman or Hemmen, sorry. Um, and yeah, this is uh, this is a movie. So uh, let's get into it a little bit. Justin, before we get into um, the spoilers and just going through the plot, you and me. Let's get some high-level thoughts on the movie itself before we give our listeners a spoiler review. So what do you got on the movie? Um, as for me, I've seen it two and a half times. I didn't get to finish it today, but I got through a lot. Uh, and I had to go back and watch it again because The Matrix, as we've said previously, is a great, great movie and almost a per- it is a perfect movie, um, the old one. And I wanted to try and put it side by side with that original. And I wanted to um, really look at the differences and also the similarities. And I feel like um, they did a good job with cinematography wise. They did a good job with action. I I think that um, without spoiling too much, the story was a little bit crowded. But they did answer all the questions that that came up during that story. So I feel like it was okay, and it's worth a watch if you're a fan of the um, the series. I, I, I'm i not saying it's a great or perfect movie like the original, um, but I do think that it was worth a watch if you're a fan. Okay. Um, listeners, me and Justin were uh, texting earlier uh, today, and I told him that, well, it's a movie. Um, and so... Uh, if you can interpret what that means from me, um, this movie was bad. Um, I don't, I don't think it was good at all. Um, there are some, some areas where like, you know, I was, was having fun and stuff. So like, I'll give it that. I was having fun watching this movie. Um, but overall critically, like it's just, it was very bad. Um, I don't, I, you know, after watching this, like, I really want to actually go back to the to the second and third movies Mm -hmm. to, like, really decide, like, okay, are those as bad as I actually remember them or are they just just as bad? And should there just be only one movie? (laughs) Um, So, I mean, we'll see what we think about uh, when we get into the plot, but. For the most part, this this wasn't a f- good movie for me. Um, I think Keanu Reeves did really good. Um, mm-hmm. I just Keanu Reeves is, is a little weird. Like a lot of he's he's not like a method actor or anything like that, you know. But his acting, like I really actually enjoy, just like his his kind of raspy voice and his little tones that he has. You know, I just really like him as an actor. So I mean, him in this was really good. Um, I think the new Agent Smith was good. Um, and then I also believe that 
that, that Yaya uh, Abdul-Mateen was amazing as Morpheus. So um, we'll get into that a little bit. But for the most part, I think top level, like actors and how they portrayed their characters, good. This movie, bad. Like just plot wise. So. All right, um, listeners, that is your cue. So we are going to dive deep into the plot here and get you a spoiler review here. So this is your spoiler warning. If you have not seen The Matrix Resurrections, you have, by the time this episode is released, you have today to subscribe to HBO Max because it <laughs> leaves leaves the 21st, um, which is the day that this will be airing. Um, or you could get to the theaters and watch it. So mm-hmm. leave right now. This is your final warning. Here's your spoiler warning. All right, Justin, um, let's get into it. So Thomas Anderson is a successful video game developer. So let's let's start off with that. Like, do you did you like the the video game swing to this? So um, to modernize it. And also to be able to pick up after the trilogy, which was a good conclusion to the saga, uh, they needed to come up with something unique. And I feel like it raised a lot of questions and it raised a lot of, um, you know, situations that we weren't expecting or ever thought would happen in a Matrix film, uh, which made it kind of seem like a deeper sci-fi hacker kind of film, if you ever saw Hackers. Uh, And it it made me think of um, just the thought process the directors went through to try and come up with something to make the characters relevant again. And I feel like it was an okay idea. It just was crowded. Like I said earlier, I feel like they really had to put a lot into it to make it work for fans. Yeah. I mean, I think as you're saying, I, it just wasn't executed well. Um, I think it was over bloated. Um, the fact that it was, the video game was literally the matrix mm-hmm. like started it off as a re- at, at a really bad point for me because like y- y- you know what satire is right like satire is a movie that is comedic and very aware of itself yeah whereas this was trying to take the matrix seriously mm-hmm. while also being too aware of itself like <laughs> you know, with with the with the video game specifically being these faint memories of Neo, and the video game being called The Matrix, like it was just man, it was. I didn't like where it started. I didn't like where it went. I think if you do this type of thing, where like you have The Matrix as a video game thing, I think, I think you need to switch the plot of The Matrix. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit here in a bit, but also in all um, fairness, yeah, I believe. Ahead. Also in all fairness, I believe that um, coming from the trilogy that we had previously, um, to get a fresh start, if they wanted to continue sequels, uh, you know, at the beginning you, you're like, oh, he's a video game designer and he made the movies from prior, but. In all seriousness, when you get the answers to those questions, they do make sense. They they do make sense that the um, characters, the protagonists, are keeping Neo and, and Trinity trapped. And th- that does make sense for me. Uh, like I said, they do a great job of answering questions that arise because of this convoluted plot. Uh, so you're not yeah. left hanging with questions. 
throughout the entire film. Yeah, I agree with that. Like it does, it does the plot itself a service. Um, but <laughs> I, I think that I think that service was kind of left by the wayside because I don't, I don't think this plot is good. But um, all right, at a at a local coffee shop, Anderson keeps crossing paths with Tiffany, a married mother with no recollection of her past on which Anderson based Trinity, a character in his game. So Tiffany um, is obviously Carrie Ann Moss, and she is, she's Trinity. You know, it's it's her character. And we come to find out that, as you've already alluded to, Neo and Trinity are somehow alive after dying at the end of, uh, mm-hmm. what was it? Revelation. Revelations. Revelations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... It's it's interesting that so so here's here's where I'll go with this. I am totally okay with bringing back Neo and Trinity. Like there's mm-hmm. no there's no reason that like them two and Morpheus shouldn't be in this movie. You know that's not what I'm that's not what I'm upset about um, as far as the plot wise. Um, I'm upset about that their relationship in this movie is almost forced it fe- it feels forced to me do you, do you well, agree with that um i take it as um i know you had gripes with the whole kissing in the original uh for me that relationship between neo and trinity was something that powered that fueled the movies and and i feel like in a past life in a sense they were lovers or they were friends they were close and they even from their first contact they realize that they feel that connection and you know um i I feel like that is a driving force and i don't feel it's forced i feel like that is something that um the movie needed to show the the inevitable ending that um is one of my gripes but we'll, we'll get there eventually but i feel like uh in order to get to that point for the story to have a conclusion, they needed to um, have Trinity and, and Neo have that relationship because that's what it was for me anyways in the originals is yeah. it was a driving force for their power. Uh, I'm okay with the relationship. I just, I felt within. Hmm. Okay. I'm okay with the relationship. I'm also okay with them. Like with, you know, a good portion of the movie is like them trying to, to, you know, save Trinity from, from the pod Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But, um, at the end of the day, like they, I think, I think they pigeonhole Neo and Trinity into the, into this plot point that, that just didn't work for me. Um, and that's where I think that it's forced. Like it would, I would have been okay with just like, I mean, so for me, I was talking to Cicero about this earlier today. For me, I think there should have been a new, the one and okay. Neo should have been the Morpheus character in this movie. I think that's how they could have done it a little bit better. Like Neo's Neo's already, already in control of this like matrix world potentially he's he's mm-hmm. living within it so that he stays there um mm-hmm. you know that that's that's where my thoughts were going with this and so i don't know like having having them 
I guess they're trying to retread what the Matrix originally was, yes. which is something The Force Awakens did, yes. you know, with like A New Hope. But I believe that Force Awakens did it better. Like, yeah, um, calling for, back to nostalgia and, and what the original movie stood for. For this instance, uh, knowing that we're the whole the whole concept of resurrection, we've got Neo and Trinity back in pods, living uh, in the Matrix, not knowing that their past life was a real thing. And for the reawakening of them, I feel like they did a good job for that. And that, that for the plot and for the story, like I said, it's it's convoluted. It's very yeah. it's very hectic. But for what they tried to do, they did it, and they they did it well, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, let's stop at that that one scene. I know you said at the um, the local coffee shop, it was actually called Simulate, which is just a funny little yeah. mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but my first gripe happens in that coffee shop uh, because. Spoiler-wise, the agents are um, orchestrating the, the, both of their lives, this whole movie, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and then his coworker or his best friend, which the agent should have control over, decides, I'm going to introduce you to Tiffany. And, and I feel like that's a gripe right there, that something that they have control over in this simulated world shouldn't have happened in the first place. Yeah, it, did, it didn't fit with the plot, yes. Espe- especially when like later on in like the next couple scenes, you have Bugs mm-hmm. go up to Neo in the Matrix and say, "Hey, this guy that is calling you, his name is Jude, his his assistant. Mm-hmm. He's he's a program. He's designed to be watching yeah. you. Yeah, and like." It just didn't, it if didn't work. If there's any, yeah, if there's any way the agents, if there's any way that the sentient beings stop this movie, it is keeping Neo away from Trinity. And that and not yeah, too far with you, but not touching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, um, you know, this kind of this plot here, I, I'm just going off Wikipedia listeners, you know, to go through the plot. But this plot also skips the part where he um does go to his boss at boss first to mm-hmm. talk about the sequel to the matrix yeah um, and so they're they're like all you know they're they're in this boardroom they're trying to figure out what the next matrix is going to be and they bring and what is what is mind-blowing to me and after i you've seen it three times almost you've seen this scene three times yeah did, did you catch that they literally described what the movie is going to be uh you're talking about like the montage scene? Yeah. The okay. montage yeah. scene where they're designing yeah. Matrix 4. Yeah, like, bullet time. It literally, <laughs> this movie literally pay, plays out almost to a T from what they're describing the next game should be. And yeah. it's just like, um, okay, thanks, dude. Um, so anyway, but also he meets his boss or he talks to his boss, which ends up being Agent Smith. Um, yeah, the nemesis and, of the film. Yeah. And I think I think this version of Agent Smith is good. It's it's no Agent Smith from the original trilogy. Yeah, that's weaving. for sure. It's, it's no weaving. Yeah. Um but Oh man, Justin, we had this issue with Space Jam. And did you catch the line where he said, Oh, we're owned by WB? <laughs> Yo, oh my it's, goodness! It's a thing. It happens. It, it, 
why does it have to be a thing? It's so At annoying, least it wasn't man. forced down our throats like Space Jam did. Oh, uh, my goodness. So, I, was ex- I was totally expecting King Kong in the third <laughs> act. Like, I'm... <laughs> So, um, so when this montage that Mike alluded to was happening, uh, they played the song White Rabbit, which was a great pick for um, the cinematography sense of it, of going down a rabbit hole, which original film Follow the White Rabbit was alluding to. Uh, and then you've got uh, this concept that I feel like I'm, I, I didn't get to talk about the cinematography as much yet, but I feel like they did a great job with colors and with signifying <laughs> what colors mean. And you've got his um, his therapist, Neil Patrick Harris. He's wearing blue blue glasses the entire film. Blue glasses signifying the blue pill, and yeah. that he's giving him blue pills. And then um, Neil finally decides to drop the pills and and wake up. Uh, there were little things that I feel like the directors did great with cinematography in this film. Uh, I I doubt it that you caught it. But um, in that montage, there was a reflection of his real self on the mirror. Oh, yeah, I caught it. Uh, and then later on, when Neo and Trinity actually talk at the coffee shop, Trinity gets a phone call, and it's her husband or her kid put a Lego up his nose. Never had that problem. But there's a reflection <laughs> off of the coffee table, and you see her real self. So yeah. I feel like those were little tiny hints that come up later on because they show what you actually look like to other people because I, I just, I don't get why other people can't see them for who they actually look like. I, I don't get that because you've got his best friend or his coworker doing this, you know, plot breaking thing to Trinity. And it, I don't understand if it's because he thinks that it's not Trinity because it looks, she looks different. But at the same time, it's like he would know that if he's a program. Yeah. Or 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 I guess I guess you bring up a good point. Maybe he would know that. But also, um, I mean, they've probably programmed them into the Matrix not to look like, you know, who Neo and um, who Trinity were. Well, if everyone because else it, sees that, that they're not looking like they used to in the old film. You know, they look like yeah. completely different people. Neo looks like an old dude, and Trinity is a long brunette. Yeah. And I feel like, why did why was it, what was the need of that? I mean, I think the need was just ambiguity. Um, because, because, like, every everybody in the Matrix is a simulation, right? Yep. So, like, they they have they they know who Neo is. And I think like I think if Neo looked like he did in that simulation, like he normally does in that simulation, like it would be maybe more of a problem because yeah. like these these are just like people like even Morpheus, like those are people that are known, well known in this in the Matrix. Yeah. I mean, it's just a new iteration of it. So I don't know. Maybe that's it. But but you're right. Like. Yeah, why can't you know, just be me? I guess I, I guess I'm on top of that with you. Um, you know, on top of that, uh, with that montage, one of my favorite imagery parts of this film because I'm biased about it uh, comes up. I sent you a picture. We might link it in our socials. Um, but it happened during the montage of the White Rabbit, 
and it is Keanu Reeves in a bathtub with a rubber duck on his head. Yeah. And I was just like, because if anyone knows, I'm rubber duck. Uh, whenever I see rubber ducks, I, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's bias for me, but it yeah. does bump the movie up a little bit, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I mean, whatever. <laughs> All right. So you alluded to it. He stops taking the blue pills, which are suppressing his, like, uh, ability to understand what reality is. Mm-hmm. So he stops that. Um, and so what what his whole role in the Matrix is, you know, before all of this, before he understands who he truly is again, um, Anderson operates a simulation called a modal. So a programming sandbox created to develop game characters and mm-hmm. so a young woman named bugs learns that the modal is running old code in a loop yeah. um, and so this is enacting the moment when trinity first found neo within the matrix so it the movie starts off with with them basically reliving the original scene yes um, except the actor um that plays trinity is different and also um the the actors who play the agents are different. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of like a recreation of the original yeah. opening. And also, um, Morpheus is actually an undercover agent um, in this scene as well. And Morpheus knows what's one of the key things of this world is that there are portal doors mm-hmm. um, that can, you know, take you from one area to the next makes you a little bit un untraceable to the agents, yeah. um, which is what their, their whole goal was um, with the, you know, with, with those doors. So they also, they nod to the original room that Neo used to be in. Uh, from the yeah. first film, which was kind of cool. They actually are standing in that room. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. A little nod for fans. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, so, yeah, um, Neo is presumed dead, though, and Bugs and Morpheus actually uh, trace and uh, trace Neo to his uh, place of work. And so... Let's let's talk about it here because this is this is probably my my biggest gripe with the film. Um, okay. The original Matrix is not only a perfect sci-fi film, but it perfectly blends kung fu into sci-fi, mm-hmm. and the action scenes in the original film are top-notch. Dude, the action scenes in this movie are just like they they look so uninspired to me. Like I was, really? I was, yeah, I was very bored during a lot of them. Just like, yeah, it just. Even the later on one, I'm sure we'll talk about it. The later on yeah. one where they're all fighting in the big room with the uh, scaffolding yeah, and you stuff. Know, you didn't like that? I, th- I think, yeah, I think all the fighting scenes were just not, not super fun. Like I think they use slow motion too much. Um, I think. Well, you know, based on what they talked about in the boardroom, it's all in slow motion well, yeah i know but you we see that that's that's the thing with this movie is that they they spell it out too much for you like we we understand what bullet time is give us a give us a proper action scene where they're actually you know <laughs> yeah i don't know i, I, I just i just it. thought it was all uninspired that's really? just me okay it's gonna be a test your might up so i don't have to I feel like they did a great job um, with the action. I feel like uh, they introduced it 
kind of um, drastically at first uh, with with the whole um, work scene where he he's like, it's all in my head. This isn't real. And explosions and gunfight. And then you meet Agent Smith, the nemesis. Uh, and I, I feel like they did it in a way that introduced it um, very quickly for fans that know what is going on. And I, I feel yeah. like uh, I don't think it was forced at all. I feel like all of it was very well done uh, shot wise. I, do I don't think a, it was forced. I I just think I just think the choreography, and uh, yeah, I think the choreography was like just like not. It wasn't. It wasn't fun to watch. Like, hmm. so sorry. I shouldn't use the word fun. It it wasn't. I don't know. I'm just thinking about it critically. Like, I, it just didn't feel. It didn't feel like Matrix. You know, like Matrix had slow motion, obviously, like the original, but like it didn't. But there was also like fast paced kung fu sprinkled in that wasn't always slow mode. Like, well, their whole car chase scene was very quick. Yeah, which car chase scene? Uh, The one at the end of this. Well, it's like I believe it's like two thirds the way through the film where they're um, going through the city and uh, yeah, you know they get cornered and stuff. Uh, We'll get there, but I feel like that was very well done, and I feel like it was a new introduction kind of thing going on as well. Which made the yeah. stakes even higher for Neo. <laughs> I feel like that was good. Um, one of my my second oh, gripe happens in this uh, in this scene with uh, the office building uh, explosion. Yeah, go ahead. You know the the water sprinkles immediately go off after the explosion, uh, and then literally within a matter of seconds, there is an inch of water on the ground in an office building everywhere. <laughs> And, and I understand for um, cinematography sense, you know, to see the splashing and to see the, the um, characters get wet and, you know, it makes it more aggressive. But I feel like logically that doesn't doesn't make sense. Yeah. Within a matter of seconds, there's an inch of water on the floor from four <laughs> or five sprinklers. <laughs> hey, man, it's all a simulation. Yeah. yeah. Our, we're in a simulation. Anyway, um, in that same scene, Agent Smith finally figures out that he is also in the Matrix and he's he's a simulation as well. So he does figure out um, that he was being controlled. um, So Mm -hmm. he's no longer being controlled. He does uh, end up trying to fight um, Neo. And this is one of the things that I that I didn't quite understand why they did it. Okay. where um basically the the powers that be kind of erase this memory from neo and he's just kind of automatically back into his therapist's uh office um yeah can you kind of explain that so um <clears throat> when he he basically gets on the ground he's like it's all in my head it's all in my head and agent smith has a gun to his to his head and uh fires and you hear the gunshot uh He's not unplugged. He's still plugged in. So the the powers that be are in control of his entire body right now. They can they can yeah. basically make it seem like, oh, you know, the best bet isn't to reboot him, but to make him think it was in his head and he was having a mental break because he's already mm-hmm. seeing a therapist. He's already getting medication uh, to keep him in, in this docile um, state. So I feel like that was a good way to continue this trend of is it real? Is it not real? And make us question if it is or not. Yeah. Yeah. So he ends up uh, back in his therapist's uh, office uh, talking about this whole incident. He kind of comes to the conclusion that like 
well, this is what I believe mm-hmm. happened, but was it real? Um, and so, like, he's still questioning uh, questioning whether or not uh, these things are actually happening. Um, and then it j- just kind of goes from there, and then we get into kind of like the nitty gritty of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Bugs and Morpheus, and you know, Bugs's crew—they're trying to save Neo. Um, they they have been enlightened, um, you know, past what the Matrix is, and they are actually in the real world um, saved, you know. And so they are they they realized that. Neo is still alive, and so they're trying to find him. And so Bugs uh, ends up stopping him from jumping off a building, yeah. um, basically about to commit suicide. I mean, I'm pretty sure the um, the analyst wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't have let that happen. Happen. Uh, the analyst is, by the way, the powers that be um, that we alluded to, mm-hmm. um, and we'll get to who that is here in a second. Um, and so. They start going through these portal doors and then you get action scene. Um, you know, <clears throat> and th- I think, I think the train action scene is my least favorite. Okay. Um, like just because like, I don't know if you noticed, but like when they're, when they're firing their guns, they look so like nonchalant. Like they're like, there's not even a care in the world. They're just like, uh, like, and you know, that, that just kind of got me going a little bit. I was like, okay, cool. And then, and then they like, they slow mode this part where one of the characters, where one of the characters leans back and goes all the way back and lays her back on somebody's other back who's on the ground and to shoot somebody behind her. And like that just there wasn't like any fluidity to that. Like it was it was very choppy and stuff like that. So I saw I thought the train thing was was weird. But what ultimately that that section is going to get into was um, the mirrors. Mm hmm. Do do you le- so so it's no longer a telephone getting them out of the matrix it is it is mirrors what are your thoughts on that uh, it's not only mirrors it's windows as well uh yeah <laughs> because uh previously they said run fast or jump hard through a window um to get out uh because it's no longer just run to a phone booth it's going to be mirrors and everything else uh i i'm okay with it you know it it's something that's around us at all times just like telephones were back then and I feel like it's it's yeah. smart to use something that is so accessible and is almost in every building. Uh, it, it makes it a little easier to get in and out and not be traced. So I'm OK with it. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that was a way that that's one thing that I really, really did like about this film is that they they I think they properly aged the technology mm-hmm. um, to to fit with a modern day matrix, which is which is something I did appreciate that they took the time to. OK, like it like it feels like the mirrors and the windows were a good design choice. And yeah. they and they took some time to to figure out how to modernize the matrix in that way, which was, yeah, which was probably one of the better parts of it. So yeah, it's the next step down from cell phones because everyone has a cell phone in their pocket. You can't say, yeah. Oh, just breach in your pocket. You're out of the matrix. You got to go to the next step down. What else is everywhere? Mirrors, windows. Yeah. Mirrors, windows. Yep, exactly. So eventually they get Neo out of the matrix and he awakens in a pod and he notices that Trinity is right across from them. 
um, combined in another pod there. Um, but Bugs and her crew only had the ability to transport him. Um, and so Neo is brought to the human bastion called Io, mm-hmm. uh, where he reunites with Niobe. So Jada Pinkett Smith's uh, character from the original trilogy who is old. Um, <laughs> uh, she's old uh, now, but she's, but she's running things here. So yeah, uh, they it, little fun fact that it, it took them five hours to put that makeup on her to make her look old <laughs> um, for, for, for filming. So that, that's a, that's work in itself yeah, before they even pretty roll the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that you talk about cinematography a lot and, after Neo gets out of the Matrix, mm. I, I thought some of these set pieces were really beautiful. Um, they were dark, but they were they were really cool to look at. So, yeah, good. Mention uh, mention what you got. I had nothing. I was just saying, like some of these scenes were like the really cool. I was watching it on my new TV with Dolby Vision and everything. Like it was, it was looking, it was looking pretty pretty. Visually captivating for you. Yeah, uh, it it uh, grabbed me. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Niobe explains that sixty years have passed in the real world since the Machine War, and human survivors have allied with machines that have defected to join human society which is really cool because i i I, you you do get those like pet machines that you know are just chilling with the family yeah (laughs) little helper droids yeah yeah um so neo is on a mission to uh rescue trinity and um niobe doesn't want that so he gets locked up uh did, do, uh, do you do you think you have the uh, power the cojones, yeah. <laughs> uh, to to uh <laughs> to lock up the one well you know like at this point he's still it doesn't have his full power he doesn't he doesn't you know feel like he's anything special he he knows that it's true the past was true but he's not he ready can, to do any of those things stop bullets though he's yeah. powerful he's more powerful than naobi <laughs> It's it's an oversight. I feel like they they had to do something to stop that plot from happening right away until they decided to do it as a team. <laughs> so yes, they do end up uh, breaking Neo out. Um, let's let's uh, let's pause for a second. What did you think of Morpheus as this like sentient like okay. particle machine? So, uh, I, I've got uh, Isabel. Uh, so, uh, in my opinion, the fact that he was able to be everywhere and watch everything, uh, was really good. I, I like the fact that instead of just going and cutting to someone on a camera, uh, behind a screen, like they did in the previous ones, they, they modernized it again by having them over their shoulder, just cutting behind as they kept going through, um, the train and through different areas, they were able to, yeah. um, see this guy just sitting there more if he was watching and, and giving them tips. I think that's a great, great choice yeah and just like i think the design of it was really really cool just like these you know pods like you know these small little particles and stuff like that so um yeah all right so they go to rescue trinity um however 
they enter the matrix and agent smith is there other mm-hmm. exiles are also there who want the matrix to restored to its former form and they they done fight <laughs> so um this yeah, is the first uh, big fight matrix uh, neo has honestly yes and you kind of see his like you know you kind of see him him grow in his ability to you know combat you know agent smith who agent smith really doesn't doesn't lose a step right like he he doesn't have this like he's ready to go yeah he's ready to go from day one Mm -hmm. he he is so um again uh these these fights were probably some of the better ones um I th- I still think there was a little too much slow mo. Like, no offense to Keanu Reeves, but like, use a stunt double. Like, I know he likes doing his own stunts, but like, use a stunt double here to get a little bit more faster fighting, in my opinion. But it's neither here nor there. It's still a movie. Um. <laughs> anyway, um, you got any thoughts on this fight here? Uh, so this is the moment where Neo realizes that he's um not what he used to be in my in my eyes i feel like uh once he starts believing and he starts understanding and and getting back to his original form uh almost like leveling up in dragon ball z and yeah i made a dragon ball z reference uh Um, like 18 episodes later though yeah i i feel like (laughs) it's good uh to to get beat down so much and then to have to get up and pick yourself up it's a life lesson as well as it, it's teaching him that, you know, he can get stronger and he needs to work on that. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm surprised they didn't uh, bring back that line from John Wick. Yeah, I'd say I'm back. <laughs> no, no, they can't do that. Yeah, they should have. Um, anyway. So uh, Neo manages to defeat Smith. Uh, They leave and locate Tiffany. But before Neo can talk to her, his therapist appears and immobilizes him by manipulating time. And his therapist is the analyst, the new big bad of the movie. So what did you think about this um, twist? Did you see it coming? Was it a twist, really? Because I saw it coming. Yeah, well, you you had a problem with the slow mo before. Uh, try ultra slow mo. Uh, I I enjoyed it because it gave the therapist, the analyst, power over Neo for the time being, and it and it it was something new that was you know you never thought oh the agents can move fast in the originals you know and and Neo can move fast too, but not this fast, and Neo can't even react to things, and and he's watching things that he love get threatened and he can't do anything about it almost like sleep paralysis but he's he's mm-hmm. understanding everything that's going on and he's listening and he's able to comprehend it but he can't act on it and that was great for taking all of the strength that neil thought he had and just taking him away instantly so that made him yeah. feel weak and hopeless mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really think, hard to do I that with a neil... superman character you know it's really hard to do that with a superman character yeah I think Neil Patrick Harris did a good job. Um, I, I I think his character was written a little poorly, um, but he did the best with what he could do. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I just I th- I think that like I think I think just utilizing bullet time as a trope for this movie 
was the wrong choice. Well, it was faster like, than bullet time, honestly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, I like we, un, we get, like, this movie is so self-aware, and I just don't like that. Like, we get that bullet time is a thing in the Matrix, mm-hmm. and it's just like, like, it's cool that it's kind of this like little plot twist, you know. But like, you don't. It didn't have to be. I don't know. I'm just, I just have some. I just have issues with it. As Cicero would say, this is a movie. People are going to watch it. Yeah. Well, you know, to reintroduce people into the saga uh, and newcomers that haven't seen the originals can watch this and, and understand uh, what's going on because it's modernized. Mm-hmm. I feel like it did a good job for that. Uh, they were really trying to reboot the saga in a sense of getting a new trilogy out of it. And they missed the point, obviously. But uh, it, it was a fun ride. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, the analyst reveals to Neo that Neo and Trinity died, but he was able to resurrect them to study them. Mm-hmm. And he found that suppressing their memories, but keeping them in close proximity to one another made the Matrix more power efficient and more resistant to the anomalies that caused the previous iterations to fail. Yeah. So they they are utilizing Neo and Trinity as power, like, yeah. you know, basically to to make this matrix more seamless, power efficient, and not ha- not have any anomalies. Mm-hmm. Um, but Neo's liberation, however, destabilized the system and triggered a failsafe to reboot the matrix. So the original matrix. Um, but uh, the analyst did stall the reboot by convincing his superiors that threatening to kill Trinity would get Neo to volunteer voluntarily return to his pod. So basically, the analyst, uh, Neil Patrick Harris' character, has Neo in a rock and hard place, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, they exit the Matrix, and this is kind of where... This is kind of where, like, it, this is the third act, basically. After that kind of, like, climax and reveal of uh, the analyst, they meet um, Sati, um, who is an exile program that he has previously met, which is the little girl in uh, Revolutions. Um, so, Revelation. Matrix Revolutions. Revelations. They were the third resolution one? 1080p matrix 1080p <laughs> wait are you talking about the original trilogy yeah this? yeah revelation yeah revelation okay it's not resolution no no okay it's reloaded cool. revelation <laughs> um so since he has a ability to get trinity out without getting her fully out of the matrix um the way that is normal right <laughs> Um, what did what did you think of this plot point? Like adding this kind of like program that is on the good side. You know, it makes sense because of the other bots and the droids that they have working for them as well. That some of them, some of the agents or some of the other programs should be working for them. You know, we had the keymaker um, working for himself pretty much in Reloaded. And he wasn't on either side. Uh, so we have these characters that are kind of like not playing sides already. We have the Oracle from the original film. 
uh, we've got characters that do that. So I feel like it's okay. Uh, it was just a way to, um, you know, have have a different side to this fight, to this original plot that they have going on. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, they do uh, devise a plan to free up Trinity. And so back in the Matrix, Neo makes a deal with the analyst that he will return to his pod if he fails to convince Trinity uh, to become aware of her own past and the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are your thoughts on the scene? So like Trinity Trinity shows up. They're all at – everybody's at. Like every police officer in the Matrix is at the – In the uh, coffee shop. In the coffee <laughs> shop. Um what was that called? Simulation. Sim- simulate. Yeah, simulate. Or simulate. So, simulate. I'm sorry. Simulate. Yeah, simulate. That's great. <laughs> Perfect name. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the scene? So it, it feels like an interrogation scene at like a police station uh, that these two people are coming to meet, and there's all these cops surrounding them, so there's no there's no like safety. But then shortly after that, all of Neo's friends show up as well, and just split the tide in this middle of like a gang meeting in the middle of a coffee shop with everyone that's important to the film. Um, and I like the fact that they combine that scene with also the breaking Trinity out scene. So it's one fluid act and they kind of cut between the two. I feel like that was a great choice. So they were able to get both of those big, op- big, big plot points done at the same time to leave a room for the action at the end. Yeah. So I think I think Neo should have been still been the one to convince her. Like it was it was it was the analyst that ends up kind of convincing her backhandedly where he's like he brings in too much of the matrix this current iteration of the matrix to kind of convince her to stay. The kids. And that was her the kids and her and her matrix husband uh, <laughs> keeps calling her Tiffany and a don't call Trinity Tiffany. She's she gets very upset. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like somebody get her a Snickers bar, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, I don't know. It was just like it was too quick of a turn for me. Really? Like She's just at this door and then she turns and she's like, but but then it was also like a quick turn from Neo. He was like, oh, OK, goodbye. Like, like, Neo, you're the one like you're you're just going to be like, OK, if I can't if I truly can't convince her, I'm just going to be done. Well, yeah, I, I don't I don't see that as his character. Well, you know, this this was stated as the romance that was doomed to fail. And the fact that Neo gave it his all and gave him it, she gave it a chance and she said no. But, you know, inevitably the feelings and the thoughts of this isn't real. I want to be free do prevail. And that, that's what it needed to do. It, it wanted viewers to feel like we were hopeless, we were broken, we lost everything we could possibly do, and Neo even attempted to get it back, and it still failed. And then the hook, you know, to get it back. It was good. Yeah. I liked it. <sighs> I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, Trinity does eventually get um, get to, you know, realizing uh, that she is not Tiffany anymore. Mm-hmm. Again, do not call that lady Tiffany. She's She gets very upset. Um, so realizing he has lost, the analyst attempts to kill her, but who comes in? I'm sorry? 
who who joins the party now oh at at the uh at the coffee shop at the coffee shop yeah so you've got the analyst and then you've trying got trying to kill trinity and who stops him oh the uh isn't it oh yes 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 the the guy that's in charge of uh neo's company the agent smith agent smith um which is something that i did not see coming um, oh no one did upon thinking about it huh no one did but it makes sense yeah upon thinking about it like it's an okay decision i think I think it's pretty crazy that you have a that you have a union between Smith and Neo. But then but then like Smith is just gone afterwards. Well, it's like, like it's like Batman and the Joker. They don't want to kill each other. They just are the ultimate fight. And and they have yeah, to have common evil. But there's always there's always an ultimate fight after that. Like like Smith is just done after well, this. Well, they were hoping like, to make it into a saga, and that's where that would happen. And they're not they're not going to. I, know. I don't That's not <laughs> this movie's fault. <laughs> it is. They could have made it so much better. Right. Oh man. You write the you write um, the script and let me know. Alright, sounds good. I'll write it. It's already written. It's right here. <laughs> Listeners point into my head um anyway smith intercedes and because because smith is ultimately also imprisoned by this analyst and smith is the original like form of the matrix Mm -hmm. analyst you know he's the original analyst and so he he needs to stop this guy as well so they kind of have a common bond there neo and and smith so neo trinity and the others escape as the last ones to be extracted, Neo and Trinity become cornered atop a skyscraper. Yeah. Um, Great nod back. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, they have uh, helicopters end up, you know, circling them and stuff like that. Shooting bullets that uh, Neo doesn't look powerful enough enough to stop, but he does. Um, well, he's also holding on to Trinity at the time. And, and, you know, that's their power sources together. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, so they end up hopping off the building. Neo seeming all confident that he can fly again, but dun dun dun. <laughs> oh, he he sinks like a stone, and Trinity is the one holding him up. And he's, he even yes. questions it. He's like, "Are you doing this?" <laughs> yeah. Um. So you kind of get this this idea that it wasn't. They kind of they kind of retread the old trilogy and they kind of, um, you know, they say Neo isn't the one. It's it's them that are the one. Yeah, they are the power. Um, They are the one. And uh, so Trinity, you know, gets this ability to fly. um, And now she she has the ability to control the Matrix as well. Um, So. Eventually, they end up back in the real life, out of the Matrix, and they kiss. Everything's all good. Um, she's no longer with that guy calling her Tiffany. She's a happy Trinity now. Were you okay with this <laughs> um, kiss in this one? What'd you say? Were you, were you okay with this um, romantic gesture in this film? Okay, first and foremost, I was always okay with it in the original film. It's just annoying that it's, oh, let me just kiss you, and then it resurrects you in the matrix don't get me started (laughs) that's their power it's always been there this movie made it more concrete 
Whatever. Uh, Neo and Trinity go to the analyst, and um, I think this might have been my favorite. This was hysterical. Hysterical. Um, this was probably the best scene in the whole movie. When, Go ahead. When, when Trinity goes uh, and basically breaks his jaw and says, that's for using kids, I died. I, I was, <laughs> you know, uh, he he basically is weak compared to them now. Uh, he, yeah. he always knew he would be if they were together. And yeah. he's nothing compared to them. Uh, yeah. and, and they take that role with flying colors. And they even mentioned making rainbows in the sky. And I'm like, this, this is, you know, this is a good intro into what could be a sequel and into a new trilogy uh, of them, basically the control over this world, over this fake Matrix world. Uh, I, I enjoy it. I thought it was hysterical. How about yourself? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I thought I thought this was a great final scene. I think this was probably the best scene of the whole film for me. Um, wow. I don't know. Um, so overall, that's the movie. Um, give it a rating of out of five, out of five, whatever. Um, give a rating. I'm going to give it uh, three rubber duckies on top of Neo's head in a bathtub out of five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it one out of, yeah. One, uh, one bullet times out of five bullet times. Wow. Um, yeah, wasn't good. Um, I, I just thought it was totally uninspired. Like me, me and Cicero again were having a conversation earlier that there's, there's so many films that do nostalgia and fan service and the ability to call back to the original source material, well. Um, like there's that I could think of recently force awakens, um, 2018 Halloween Mm -hmm. did it perfectly. Um, Cobra Kai, like, like there, there are instances where there are examples of movies that just know what they're doing based off the original source material. And this one just did not hit. Um, so yeah, one bullet time out of five. Well, I, I wish I could have swayed you a little bit. My original rating was two until I saw the rubber duck. Until you saw the rubber duck. <laughs> so you weren't actually too far off from me. So Well, you gave it a one, okay. which is the lowest. You could have gave it zero, I guess. Yeah, I, I, well, no, I could have given it like 0.5. We do 0.5s, you know. So. Right, well, mine's a solid three. Okay, mine's a solid one. All right, um, listeners, let us know down in the comments or send us an email or hit us up on the socials at the 90s first. Let us know what you thought of Matrix Resurrections. And um, I do want to be spoiler free, so um, try to be spoiler free in the comments as well um, if you are just letting us know your opinions. And uh, one final, a couple final things. We need your reviews, guys. So just if you listen to this episode, thank you so much for listening and sticking with us. Um, And just leave a review. Uh, We we would love to see a review and we will make sure that we listen to it. (laughs) And and, uh, maybe read it on the podcast as well. Uh, Justin, anything else to add? You know, if you guys like the movie. Uh, try to help me sway Mike, and if you didn't, sway me down from a three out of five, uh, because I, I want to get your feedback as well. Um, our listeners matter, and if you enjoyed this episode, 
Send those stars. Give those likes. Follow and subscribe. Let's get it. Yes. Without uh, further to say, my name is Mike. That is Justin. This has been our Matrix Resurrections review. 90s first. We'll see you guys later. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.